This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 330 for the week of April 14th, 2013. So welcome to Akan Zen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kan Zen Shu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It is down to the two of us, the original two. Um, yes. My name is Mike Fujito EX. I'm over here in Joyzy and joining me across oceans all the way from Osaka, Japan, Mr. Julian, sir. Hey, it's like a... Daisenshu EX reunion. We're except taking we... over again. It's all us, just us two. <laughs> well, except that we were never really gone. So that's true. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else is fired. That's it. We're done. Close up oh, are we allowed to do that? No, no. We need them. Oh my god. No, this is a hostile kidding. takeover. Yes, who's going to run the server, Mike? Uh, none of us. Julian, how you doing, man? <laughs> Oh, pretty good. Had a busy week at work, you know, trying to get through translations, but I need to find some time when I'm not planning lessons or teaching <laughs> or parenting. So we'll see about that. But um, things are going pretty well. Um, went out to the shopping mall this afternoon and picked up some clothes and some items that we hope will come in handy for potty training number one because she really needs to learn we keep putting her on the toilet for long periods at a time and she doesn't do anything kind of looks at us quizzically asked to watch videos and read books <laughs> All <sighs> <right then. laughs> frustrating so that's your world my world is uh just minus the parenting part right now just busy times with work and all that jazz but uh we come together here on the weekend to do our podcast of dragon ball awesomeness julian you and i we've got an episode basically about critical thinking this week uh yeah basically so i don't know if you heard but apparently oh i heard it from a friend yes well, I heard it from the internet, so you know where this is going. <laughs> Apparently, Akira Toriyama held a press conference because the movie was such a smashing success that he was motivated to do another series with possibly even 200 episodes. And does this sound at all like the Akira Toriyama that we know? That's uh, going to be our topic this week. Uh, kind of using this as a jumping point to, I don't know, just critical thinking is the best way to describe it, where it's, all right, here's the stuff you see. If you're listening to Kanzenshu, if you're visiting Kanzenshu, you probably don't even need this topic, but maybe we can give you the ammunition you need to kind of uh, calm down your friends across the internet and across the real lives. So that's what we have coming your way for topic stuff. Julian, we're basically done with Battle of Gods right now, right? Well, well, sort of. <laughs> I guess in terms of story related stuff. So if yes. you're a regular podcast listener that has been tuning out, you can stick around now, right? Um, well, basically, we're not going to hit up too many plot based points except for a little bit of things about the ending perhaps after we get the misconceptions and the misinformation out of the way of course right and i you can almost probably guess what the ending might be if you're a dragon ball fan anyway but when we do hit that point we will give you a little bit of a heads up say hey we're gonna sorta not really spoil a little something here and then we'll continue on the conversation but all in all you're good to listen right yeah i think so all right. And I should say that we are not really done with Battle of Gods, or at least I'm no, not, we're not done with it, because <laughs> there are so many interviews that I still need to translate. 
Oh man, I'm going through because I received a nice little package from you this week. I'm going through the theatrical program. I'm going through the guidebook itself. And yeah, you're not kidding, man. I mean, there is just, I'm kind of surprised. And here's, we'll do our little bit of blur to blur kind of stuff before we get into the news and all that jazz. I'm looking through the theatrical program and I'm looking through the guide and I kind of don't understand why they're two separate things. Yeah, well, they are very similar. And uh, I think they're sort of aimed at slightly different audiences, but the, the-, the theatrical program is obviously sort of a commemorative thing. Yeah. The only thing is that the theatrical program has a bit more detail, and in spite of covering much of the same territory, it- its interviews are also different. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm looking at those two things. And I also grabbed a copy of the uh, was it Blu-ray DVD Vision. Is that the name of the magazine? Yes. DVD and Blu-ray Vision magazine. Uh, I already translated that one. Yeah. Right. I understand that. But I'm saying that there's some exclusive stuff in there. I mean, beyond just the cover art that was new by Yamamuro on the magazine, but some of the internal stuff there, sketches and little bits of information, that's yes. exclusive to just this one monthly magazine that's not in the official guide to the movie. So you really, I mean, if you want to cover everything Battle gods you kind of have to have picked everything up yeah it's um kind of weird actually and nikkei entertainment while it doesn't have any like exclusive movie stuff Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of sort of insightful commentary from staff involved with the production right so if you can read japanese that's a little less interesting but for me it's it's interesting and frustrating because it means i want to translate it and it just it's going on the pile Get Jake. At the very least, if you're a fan of Consent, you you know you can find all of this stuff in uh, good due time, all linked and translated in one place on the site. So yes. get That's Jake. What Do it to <laughs> Jake. I don't care anymore. Oh. All right. So now that Julian's in a wonderful mood, uh, that's going to wrap up our little stuffage here. Let's talk a little bit about news. So, Julian, in about a month, I'm heading down to North Carolina for an amazement. They had previously announced Ryusei Nakao, who has been uh, going for a couple of years now. Of course, the voice of Tambourine. Oh, also Frieza. <laughs> oh, yeah, <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> that one, right? <laughs> that, that guy. Uh, they also announced Toshio Furukawa and Masako Nozawa, Piccolo and Goku, respectively. So it's like, all right, going, done whatever uh animazement you can stop now you don't need to keep announcing guests i'm already coming they have also announced yuko mitaguchi of course videl and pan coming to the convention as well uh amazing absolutely amazing (laughs) you know you just when you think it can't get any better it does the the only thing that could make it better is if Somehow, for example, Yohorikawa's plane has engine trouble and is forced to land. <laughs> Down in North Carolina instead of Canada. Yeah. Yep, yep. My joke on uh, Facebook was, I don't know what kind of dark magic animation is uh, practicing, but uh, I want to get in on this. <laughs> Julian, I don't get it. How are they getting all these people? Animation is not a big convention. Well, maybe that's what makes it appealing to the voice actors. They're not going to get absolutely mobbed maybe. by crazy fans. Some Something we've been tossing around is that Nakao has been going for such a, a long time, well, compared to a few years. Maybe he's treated so well. He's kind of nudging all of his friends like, 
hey guys, this one's actually kind of cool. Why don't you come on down? But I don't, I don't get it. Masako Nozawa. Well, you know, it's insane. You know, she's getting up there in years. She figures, uh, might as well do this once in my life. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm very excited. Very excited. So, uh, Animazement is taking place from May 24th to 26th at the Arale Convention Center in North Carolina. I will be there. Mary will be there. Uh, I think that's it right now. That could change. I mean, lots of you are going. I've already got offers to buy drinks for me, so I'm uh, incredibly excited and I will accept uh, anything. Just don't get so inebriated that you can't function at these panels. No, no, no. It'll be at night. It'll be wonderful. It's fine. (laughs) And Uh, Mike is out of commission for the other You know what? No guarantees on that. I mean, no guarantees about anything. Uh, Julian, why don't we move on a little bit here? Uh, Give us some updates on... uh, I keep saying, uh, because I'm thinking about Nozawa, and I'm just like, duh. Battle of Gods updates here. Figures, money. Yes. So in its second weekend, the new film, Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, continued to kick ass and take names with a nine-day total attendance standing at 1,488,518 and gross revenue at uh, 1,772,955,800 people. No, yen. Yen. (laughs) (laughs) What what country is people? (laughs) People, a currency. Uh, okay, let me try that again. No, nope, no, nope, rev- leaving it in. You don't get to redo <laughs> no. that. Keep going. Oh, damn it. Anyway, so this, that uh, passes the halfway mark to Toei's target of 3 billion yen by a healthy margin. And the audience demographic has held steady with parents and children, older fans from the original ser- run of the series, and young mimin- women in their teens to early 20s. I guess they just like to see Vegeta and Piccolo and <laughs> right. young trunks? Oh, wait. Julian... We know that Toei came out with this. We've talked about this, but just to kind of reiterate it, Toei had this goal of over the six week kind of main theatrical run for the movie of, yeah, we want to do 3 billion yen. That's kind of their own arbitrary goal. That's not a we're going to break even goal. That's not a significant profit goal. It's just this goal they tossed out there. Yes. So we're not sure what that means, whether they're lowballing it in order to make sure they hit a safe target or whether they're setting a loftier goal for the movie. Nobody's really said anything. This is the target they are hoping to beat, which I guess in their own terms is what they want in order to be satisfied with it. Yeah, yeah. Seems pretty safe at this point. Yeah, I mean, things are going to slow down over the next few weeks because kids are back in school, families can't go out on weekdays. But I think the weekends are still going to be pretty decent, and the Golden Week holiday, they are expecting some pretty big numbers, beginning of May. All right, let's talk some more sales stuff. We keep going with this one. Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. It's now in its sixth week, and it's going back up. Very, very strange for a Dragon Ball game. Usually it's two weeks and then that's it on the charts. So for its sixth week, which was April 1st to April 7th, the game is up back again to the number six spot on the media create list Did another 11,674 copies. So now it has broken 150,000 copies over there in Japan. Same spiel as before, just in a month, in six weeks, it's done better than some of the portable Dragon Ball games did in a year. And now it's closing in on the success of some of the console games. I think one of the only portable games that it has not topped yet is actually the first Dragon Ball DS which was a strange kind of situation because Dragon Ball DS2 just leaps and bounds above that first game. But the first game, Julian, I'm pretty sure you'll remember the commercials at the time where it was parents kind of watching their kids uh, at a school performance doing, I think it was 
Romantico Aguerio, was it? I think that 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 sounds right. Or maybe they did another one with Makafushiki as well. But those commercials at the time, it was nostalgia to the 200% boom kind of pitch on that game. And it was the very beginning of the series, very young Goku. They were just hitting you in the heart with that. So I can see why that first game did so well. Dragon Ball Heroes, though, is, I mean, it's it's a force right now. Yeah, it is really popular with kids. It has its own comic in V-Jump, which is just, you know, game strategy. It has this huge chunk of the mag- magazine every month devoted to strategy and yeah, yeah. special bonus cards. The arcade, the home version, the comic, the QR codes for both. It's, it's insane. Yeah, so this is a major factor, and it's one of the audience elements that they are trying to hit up for the movie. And it seems to have been having... Uh, almost a uh, reciprocal effect here that it's really moving the fa- the younger fans who play the game out to see the movie and it's mm-hmm. also motivating people who are seeing the movie to buy the game judging by the uptick in sales after the movie came out yeah so yeah it's um, pretty amazing really especially because i don't know i'm getting old and i don't have any interest in this sort of game and <laughs> right i hear you i'm watching my hairline i've noticed the widow's peak that i used to have is not there anymore anyway oh, <laughs> the, i really think the weirdest part is that games don't usually do better as time goes on this had a dip and then it's coming back out of that dip so we will of course continue to keep tabs on it we really only have one more news story julian we have a little bit of information on the chogashu yes so about a month ago give or take in beginning ish of march there was a listing for yet another new dragon ball book popping up on shuesha's website and uh, despite the Chozenshu books ending in May with the fourth volume, this is the Dragon Ball Cho-Gashu, or Super Illustration Collection. So all we had was a release date at first, which uh, was the same day as the fourth Chozenshu, the 9th of May, and a size, which is B5, so it line, would line up nicely with the Chozenshu, and a price, which is 3,800 yen, which is pretty expensive actually it's way more than double the first daizenshu for example yeah uh, just julian uh the yen to dollar has been going really well in my favor recently yeah we're we're pretty much at the one to 100 aren't we pretty close and it's continuing to slide yes so i'm so happy this last month or so so really we can say for 3800 yen you're looking at 38 bucks plus shipping if you're buying it online but yes well it's not so Good for me trying to buy things from other countries, you know. I understand that. All right, so continue on. We got uh, cover art and some sort of little bit of details. Yeah, so um, the the issue of Weekly Shonen Jump in Japan that's coming out on Monday or probably already out by the time you're listening now. to this, which yeah. is uh, two, 2013, issue number 20, gives us a few more details about a book, about the book, about this book. Anyway... Uh, so it's going to have, um, 240 pages and it's going to cover over 400 illustrations from the period of 1985 to 2013. Uh, notice, however, that it doesn't necessarily say that it's ones drawn by Akira Toriyama, so it could include potentially anime artwork drawn by people like Minoru Maeda, Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru, and Tadayoshi Yamamuro. We don't know. It's a mystery. Also, I'm wondering why they didn't mention 1984. That seems weird to me. That That's interesting. Although, 
uh, kind of mini project you've been working on because you've got a wonderful associate in Peking Duck over there in Japan is that the release date that's printed is not necessarily the actual release date. So while that first jump was dated at the very, 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 very tail end of 1984, were you thinking that it likely came out at like the first week of 85? Well, no, actually they're post-dated. So they they okay. are marked with the date of about two weeks after their release. Oh, so okay. So it definitely was 84. Yeah. The first issue of Dragon Ball came out November 23rd, 1984, give or take, because the distribution at the time was such that places would just put it up whenever they got it. Sure. Okay. It came out earlier around Tokyo and then sort of later as you got out into the various boonies. Gotcha. All right. So I sort of misunderstood. It was definitely 84. It was definitely 84. Uh, okay. November 23rd is was the official release date for that. So even if you fudge it a little bit, it's still definitely 84. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So why do you think they're saying 85? Was there just nothing? I don't know. It's weird. Well, there's a a number of illustrations from 1984 that I think would, you know, make sense to include here. Yeah. Like that first uh, piece of artwork promoting it from the week before in weekly jump, something like that. that, That's never been re-released. I think. Yeah. I've only seen it from Peking Duck. <laughs> yes. And of course, the cover of The Jump where the thing premiered, which, yes, yes. you know, that's 1984. So huh. what's going on here? I wonder if they lost that stuff. <laughs> they just lost 84. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Possible. Is it is it deliberate or are they just sort of chopping it off because it was just a month that was in 1984? We don't yeah. know. Huh. Uh, so there's still a lot we don't know. We're less than a month until it's released. So hopefully we get more information pretty soon. So... We'll let you know. <laughs> We'll know on May 9th. Possibly, yeah. I'll get that text. Well, I'm on the train. Well, got the book. Here you go. <laughs> that t- tends to be what happens, yeah? <laughs> right. All right. So that's uh, that's it for news. It was, comparatively speaking, a light and wonderful week. So we're going to move on over to our topic. Julian, here's my deal. I feel like when we speak the name, I, I wish I had the correct phrase to kind of explain where I'm coming from, but it's one of those, like, if you speak the name of the demon, you give it power. And I feel like when we say things like AF and Hoshi, we're giving it this undue importance. Like you're giving credence to the rumors by speaking about them. He said the forbidden words. Well, I think it's important to see how these things are generated, how they propagate, and how the root of it all is ignorance and people failing to do their due diligence. And to um, put it in complex technical terms, use their brains. <laughs> Very complex. I don't know what you're talking about. So um, I, to give it a, a little bit of backstory, we started noticing a few right around basically the day after the movie came out this rumor spreading very rapidly on Twitter and Facebook about Akira Toriyama supposedly appearing at this press conference and saying that the movie is doing so well that he's going to be making a new series with 200 episodes with new animation and what? And uh, there's this just outpouring of um, excitement from all these people and you've just feel sorry for them because this does not sound like anything official. We certainly haven't heard anything over here in Japan. Well, there's a couple layers to this. Let's start with Toriyama himself. Julian, when's the last time Toriyama appeared at a press conference? I don't know. I I want to say never, but I don't know everything about him. But 
Judging by what we do know, how he's extremely shy to be in front of cameras, he appeared on TV March 27th on the program Mezomashi Terebi for Fuji TV, Uh which is a very rare thing for him. He doesn't usually go on camera. At that time, he refused to let them film his face. Right. So we only saw him from the shoulders down. Does this sound like somebody who would be able to handle a press conference where people are taking pictures of him from all sides and he would have to answer questions? Right. It's not that he's never appeared before. There's, of course, the huge appearance when he came to New York City for the launch of Viz's Shonen Jump magazine over here. And yeah, there were some Q&As there, but I'm sure that was wonderfully awkward. And Julian, there have been a bunch of people sharing videos where it's like, oh, look at this recent appearance of Toriyama. And it doesn't take a brain surgeon to look at the hairstyles and be like, oh, uh, this is from the 80s. Yeah, there's, a, I think, a V-jump thing, or they say it's a V-jump thing going around, and the topic is video games. But you look at the picture, you look at Toriyama's hairline, <laughs> at the, the very hairlines. latest, it would have to be like the mid-1990s, and even that's kind of pushing it. All right, so that's the Toriyama side of things. And then there's the, this is a huge announcement. Uh, we would probably be covering it, and if it's a legitimate press conference, I would try to get you to go to it. Yes. So here's the thing. I live in Japan. I speak Japanese more or less fluently, depending on how awake I am and uh, (laughs) what the topic is. That's true. Um, I read Jump. I watch Japanese TV. Much more of it than I would like to because my wife loves variety shows. Um, I am... I consider myself pretty in tune with the Japanese fandom. I have friends and acquaintances who are huge fans, who are Japanese people who live in Japan. Peking Duck would probably pick up on something like this. K would probably pick up on something like this. Right. Nothing. We are pretty sure there has not been anything announced because if it were really announced two weeks ago by now, it would be all over Japanese media. Right. We would have the screenshots from the press conference video coverage. We would have the newspaper articles, stuff like that. We're not in the age of 1997. GT is coming to a close. There's this nebulous information out there. How can we confirm things? If we know it, we know about it before it happens. Yes. This is the age of Twitter, uh, which is both a blessing and a curse. Sasaki would be putting up screens or not screenshots, but photos from the event itself as it was happening. Yes. So, you know, there would be no shortage of information, but we have this nebulous announcement that's attached to this image mm-hmm. using the poster art from Battle of Gods. And along with it, the first w- the first uh, version that I saw of it was this fanboy freaking out and getting progressively <laughs> naked. Right. I think you see a little butt crack at the end. Yes. So, you know, just sort of... Um, encouraging people to vent their own kind of excitement. Sure. And to a degree, I think it worked. And the sad thing about this is it makes people so very excited and you have to let them down with the news that it's not true. Now, Julian, did you major in anthropology? Yes. All right. So you are sort of Mr. Uh, to some degree, uh, how people work and how societies work and yes. why people do the things they do. So we can kind of tear this image apart. This is the perfect image for this kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's encouraging a specific reaction. It's certainly playing upon the fact that there are fans that really want to see something new. Yeah, they're preying upon the weak. Well, um, it's debatable whether the 
English version, at least, was deliberately preying upon anyone. But we'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, you know, you have these fandoms, and because they all have similar interests, they sort of feed into each other, and they feed back upon each other. So mm -hmm. in one way, it generates a lot of excitement when something new comes out, and the more your fellow fans get excited, the more you get excited. At the same time, if a bad piece of information comes out, it feeds back upon itself, and even if it gets debunked somewhere along the line, it's already out of control. Mm -hmm. And because yep. the fans go to these specific venues for information, they're already primed to believe certain things. They already have a certain built-in expectation of what they want, of what they hope to be true. And when something like this comes out that sort of confirms their hopes and what they secretly want to be true, it kind of gives them license to go crazy. Right. And stop thinking. And really, the image just kind of feeds into the general internet meme culture as well, which yeah. ties into exactly what you're talking about, where it's it is the cool information, meme. funny image, go. Yeah. And the sad thing in this case is, it's not true. <laughs> All right. So where do you want to take it from here? This image, it's starting to populate. Luckily, I didn't see it on any of my friends' walls or feeds because, well, it's a very self-selective audience here from me. Yes. But uh, what else did you uh, take away from this? Uh, well, I saw it pop up on Twitter on a couple of accounts that people I didn't directly follow, but uh, some people I follow who are sort of going what's going on here mm, yeah we got a lot of ugh my friends come on why don't you read you? which i appreciate yes and i think that's a sort of a saving grace for us and i think all things considered it could be much worse than it's gotten but it's still spread pretty quickly and quite a ways and i don't think it's completely over yet right i i think this one is not as bad as some of the other stuff because and do you think that because there's not a name attached to it like af or hoshi that it kind of i don't want to say kept it underground but kind of kept it at base slightly where it's this idea of a thing rather than a named item i think maybe the overreach that was made here was the 200 episodes number that got attached to it. Yeah, you know that what? Let's, let's seems... stop there. Let's stop there. Tell me about Japan and anime and the production cycle of things because we live in a different era than Dragon Ball. Okay, so yeah, TV shows in Japan generally get greenlighted for a certain number of kur, which is generally 12 or 13 episodes. So, you know, basically one quarter of the fiscal year. Uh, a series like Dragon Ball is an ongoing series, which does not have a definitive number of episodes, but unless something catastrophic happens, it generally goes roughly around a multiple of 12. Even Kai itself was very close to the number 96, right? which is roughly a little bit short of a full eight core. Yeah, you know, let's stop it there. We'll kind of like pause the pause. Because if you look back to how Kai was going, yes, it was a retelling of an existing thing. So it's, it's just going to go until they get to the end of where they need to go. But even with that in mind, Kai was prepped to end exactly at the point where Toriko was going to take over for the new season. Yes, exactly. And the first week in, well, very close to the first well, week. Well, I mean, no. stuff yes. happened. That so it was, it was primed to end the last week in March so that Toriko could start in April. April being the start of the fiscal and academic year in Japan. 
so you can see how tightly this tied into it. 200 episodes for an ongoing series. They don't, they, they don't get announced that way. No. I mean, it might make it to 200 episodes if it's popular, if it's still going, if there's money and will mm-hmm. among the producers and the creator. But it's not something that they set out to do. You know, now, they don't I, budget for a 200 episode series from the very beginning. I guess let's again stop and point to some of the other ongoing series that are out there because you do have the institutions like Naruto and Bleach and eventually those fizzle out. Yes. But those are created as an intended ongoing, not necessarily tied to specific seasons. So there were things like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the redo of that. There were things like Hunter Hunter. Those are continuously ongoing but even then jojo in particular gets seasons and breaks and story arcs kind of breaks yeah i mean they sort of plan around again these multiples of generally 12 or 13 it happens very very often and i mean there are series of course that have been going on weekly for ages like sazaya-san yeah but they're like grandfathered into the you don't stop yeah, I mean, Sazaya-san, you know, who knows? They're just recycling episodes. <laughs> I don't know. They're still living in the 1960s with occasional pieces of technology that don't belong. Right. All right. So so we've got this craziness. We've got this claim of 200 episodes. And I guess one of the other things we can take away from this image was that Toriyama's going to work on it. Toriyama doesn't animate. Yeah, I mean... He does character designs. He does suggestions for the story. But He does manga. Yes, he, he's a cartoonist. He draws comic books. He is not an animator. He doesn't get to decide how long a series is. Well, what interview was that when he was talking to, was it Nakatsuru? Or maybe it was, yeah, I think so. He was going, yeah. what's in between animation? Yeah, he has to have explained to him what in between animation is the space between the various poses that have to be animated in right so he's not going to do this yes and even eight frames per second he was like um no (laughs) i'm not going to do that (laughs) i could see him if he really wanted to be involved with something you know taking the kind of thing that he did with battle of gods yeah but it's not something that he himself gets to decide Toei would have to be behind it. It would have to have the production staff behind it. Um, he wouldn't decide how many episodes there are, for one thing. And why would you tell them that there's going to be 200 episodes? Does Toriyama sound like the kind of person who would plan for 200 episodes? Even Dragon Ball, he planned to finish in the space of a couple of months. Right. <laughs> Check out the intended endings, guide. Well, if you go back to even Dragon Ball Kai, I mean, that was a perfect example of they were being very coy about, we're not going to say how long this is going to go and how much we'll cover. Okay, we're up to sell now. Okay, so yeah, we're going to do this, maybe? Yeah, I think especially they were they had their own goals, but they didn't want to show their hand because yeah, yeah. they didn't want to get stuck into a position where they were obligated to do something they couldn't afford to do. Mm. Because it was obvious that Kai, in a lot of ways, was being made on the cheap. To put it bluntly. Okay, so we've got this image, all these points. We've pretty much debunked everything about what was said in English, but the internet is larger than the English language. Yes. So I did a lot of digging over the past couple of days. And so 
I don't know, how should we go about this? Should I start at the very beginning or should I work backwards from where it seems to have started in English? Oh, it's totally up to you, man. Okay. In that case, let's start from where it starts in English and then work backwards. Okay. So as near as I can tell, uh, searching around social media, since that's where it seems to have originated and propagated, I find, and can I name names here just to Oh, you sure can. Shame. Yep, yep. Shame them away. Okay. So we have Twitter user SonVegito, V-E-G-I-T-O, and a Facebook account also named Vegito, uh, who may or may not be the same person, apparently responsible for the first English uh, version of this rumor. On the Twitter account, he writes, Dragon Ball Z is returning with 200 episodes. The excitement level is a certain arbitrary number <laughs> i don't even feel <laughs> obligated to finish that uh and yes and then his account um well i'm not sure if this is the same person but the facebook account released this image which all of you have seen by now but not the one with what we've come to call the naked sweaty fanboy just uh an image of the like for a clip of the battle of gods poster plus text on the bottom yeah, everyone on the internet uh, thinks they're a graphic designer, and none of them are. Hooray, Microsoft Paint. So yeah, there's that. Uh, but interestingly enough, he immediately backpedaled from that on Facebook and on Twitter as well. In fact, this uh, Facebook user's next entry, which was also on the 31st of March, disavows it. Hmm. and blames it on a bullshit source. Um, okay. And he, in, in fact, he deleted the original entry with the picture. Hmm. There's a reference to it uh, that was linked from another site, but you go to it and Facebook tells you it doesn't exist anymore. Got it. Okay. So here uh, he blames this Spanish-language Facebook account called Dragon Ball Z... No, well, Z-G-T-A-F. Got it. So that that's... Uh, promising right away isn't it yeah the the spanish fan sites they've been doing their fair share of putting bad information out there like battle of gods it's definitely being dubbed in spanish right now yes so you have this image on this spanish language facebook account that appears to be a screenshot of a mobile version of a website and what it says in Spanish, and this is as is, and there's a lot of accents and punctuation that are missing, but Ayer en Japón se realizó el preestreno de la nueva película de Dragon Ball Z, el cual fue un rotundo éxito. Los críticos le dieron un total apoyo a la nueva película, la cual califican de genialidad. En conferencia de prensa acerca de esto, Akira Toriyama declara que dado el éxito, pre, uh, tiene planeada una nueva serie que puede llegar a los... Eh, 200 capítulos con nueva tecnología de animación, lo que sería y marcaría un regreso más que esperado para todos los fanáticos de esta gran serie. Which, in English, if you put it into Google Translate and tweak the Spanish until it's a little bit cleaner, you get something like, Yesterday in Japan was held the pre-premiere of the movie Dragon Ball Z, which was a resounding success. Critics gave full support to the new movie, which qualify of genius. Actually, I don't know how that reads in Spanish. Um, uh, keep in mind, I took two years of Spanish in high school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at a press conference about this, Akira Toriyama stated that given the success, he has planned a new series that can reach 200 chapters with new animation technology that would be and would mark a return more than expected for all fans of this great series. So a couple of things here. 
it mentions a pre-premiere. Right. Not the premiere itself. And it doesn't mention financial success. In fact, the way that it's worded, it sounds like it's a critical success. That critics who, mm. I guess, have the power here gave <laughs> right. their full support to it. One of those, oh, it sounds like it's going to be so great that people are going to like it. Let's already greenlight a series before it even comes out. Yeah. So digging a little deeper here. Well, you know, if you take the English version on its face, which a lot of people did, you kind of assume that if it's legitimate, it would have been like a misreading of the Oricon article that came out on the March 31st, that same mm -hmm. day, about the movie's ticket sales, indicating that it would meet or beat Toei's 3 billion yen goal. Right. And also mixed with this unfounded rumor prior to the film's release that Akira, which I guess is the title character of um, Katsuhiro Otomo's magnum opus, sure. um, would want to continue the series if the movie did well enough. So I think one YouTube user that I've called out and gotten no response well, for course. playing on this was, what is it, Unreal and Gaming, which appears to be devoted to kind of fan not even speculation but just like um what if stuff about the series and um video games and sort of saucy images of scantily clad ladies well julian so, your, your number one problem here is you're trying to engage with youtube yeah i know why do i even try right yeah but yeah Unfortunately, the Spanish original mentions, like I said, a pre-premiere, and the movie's success is supposed to be critical. So what's going on here? This seems unusual. So, But if you search for the text itself, what I found uh, at the absolute earliest was an article posted to a Chilean website called Bionic Portal on March 15th. Huh. So right. a full two weeks before this whole thing started in English. But So March 15th, that's way way back before the movie actually came out. And, and, but in this context, it's obviously rep, uh, referencing the March 12th screening at Vault 9 in Shinjuku, right, which right. had uh, Masako Nozawa and um, the special guest voice actors and a few other people. But of course, at that time, you know, there was a Q&A with Masako Nozawa and she said the usual things that she does and there was a Kamehameha with the audience and that sort of thing. But Akira Toriyama wasn't in attendance. He didn't give a press conference. So what's going on here? Where did they get this information from? They seem... They don't quote a source for this information anywhere in that particular article. Oh, Julian's the internet. Of course not. Yeah. But trying to search a little bit more, I found one forum post on uh, a forum called El Templo de Zeus, or the Temple of Zeus which is another Spanish-language website. And this forum user called Saga um, and posted on March 14th a longer version of something similar, which is not exactly the same as uh, what this other website came out with, but what it appears happens is that they paraphrase this. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure if this particular user, Saga, is ultimately responsible for this rumor or even knows yes but it seems to be the earliest that i can find and it pretty closely fits um the time frame it's a day after what it would need to be for it to have been yesterday in japan mm. but 
it could have been sort of delayed. I don't know. It's the oldest thing that I can find. But interestingly enough, in this thread, the other people kind of call him out on it and go going, you know, where's your source? This, this thread is is a page long with a handful of replies. <laughs> okay. It doesn't seem to go anywhere, but other people picked it up. Got it. And it just kept building momentum. Well, that's not too different from people trolling our own forum, looking for news to swipe and post up somewhere. And Yes, and you've seen yourself how in their efforts to make it look like they haven't been just swiping information, they add and distort details until it no longer resembles anything like the facts. Right, where, where it used to be just this tidbit basically about nothing, suddenly it's this news that is not even news yet is presented as news. Yes. Ah. So yeah, again, you know, common sense here. You have to use your head and not let your fan instincts, which I all know we have. I mean, I would be incredibly excited if they came out with a new series. Well, Julian, it sounds like the people in this forum thread were doing that. But the problem is someone who was not doing that took it and, well, it gained a life of its own from there. Yeah, basically. So it's it's just sad <laughs> to see in some respects. All right. So let's let's kind of take the conversation now to something. OK, this is not a thing. Could there be a thing? So we're going to do our own speculation, but preface it by saying there is nothing announced. We are just talking and we are referring to things. We are just talking. Don't copy our words down. There's no reason to. Yes, we are referring to other things. Nothing definite has been said, but let's Take a look at what has been said and do some speculation of our own to right. the best of our ability based on the facts. So we're going to start with Battle of Gods briefly a little bit here. And here's where I guess we'll say we are going to talk slightly about story related things, but we're going to try and talk around it as much as we can. But if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, none of this is going to be any kind of surprise. You could probably infer all of it anyway. So fair warning, you can come back. I don't have a timestamp for you. A couple minutes and then we'll be back to non Battle of Gods direct story related things. All right, let's go. Okay. So, the ending of Battle of Gods. Goku loses. He is not powerful enough to defeat the God of Destruction, and we're all set for the, uh, for the battle to end with the God of Destruction destroying the Earth. But unfortunately, he's used so much energy that he is unable to destroy anything but a very small part, like a rock. So... Beerus decides that he'll just have to destroy the Earth next time. And he also mentions later that he's going to go to sleep for three years. So we have this three years thing going on. And at the same time, uh, we also learn that Whis, Beerus's attendant, is more powerful than Beerus and is the one responsible for training him. And there are 11 other universes other than the one that we know. So this seems to be a major opening for something. Yeah, it leaves the door open, but it does not say for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's an ending in some respects, but it says, well, well, what's going to happen next? And the interesting thing is that apparently this is something that Akira Toriyama did deliberately. So we're going to be posting it on the site on Monday. And so by the time this yeah, is can go already right out... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so let's pause and be like, hey, 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 you can come back now. We're, we're done talking about the story. End of the movie. Yep. Come on, folks. It's OK. You can come back. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, Julian, let's go. Okay, so in Toriyama's comment from Weekly Jump 2013, issue number 20, which comes out on Monday, April 15th, uh, the question says, Ano kitsumatsu no imi wa? What is the meaning of that conclusion? And Toriyama responds, I suppose there might be a variety of impressions with regards to the battle's conclusion. As far as I'm concerned, I'll be happy if I can get people to feel an expansion into something afterwards. Like, isn't there still more to come? Or, like, isn't it still going to continue? And Julian laughs. That that's just Toriyama anyway. I mean, you can pick any point in the Dragon Ball serialization, and it's, doesn't it feel like there's more to the world? Yeah, I mean, he says in the introduction to the first volume that he's not going to make all of the things exactly clear because he wants to make it up as he goes along. And then in the last volume, and I actually uh, retranslated this since I think we had the Viz version up on our volume 42 page before, but he says, at long last, it's the final volume. I deliberately made the end low key as though the story might still continue. What did you think of it? It's not the first time he's done something like this where it seems like it might continue, but it, well, we're not going to talk about GT because it's not part of the manga. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just how he writes. Yeah, it's just something that he does, and it's not exactly clear. Um, however, it is interesting to note that uh, in uh, Nikkei Entertainment, which came out, um, it's like a week or so, about ago. a week and a half ago now. Yeah, but um, they write at the end of what's an interview with uh, Masahiro Hosoda, the director of the film, and Garmat Bogdan, uh, the producer at Toei Animation. They say, "Kininaru monogatari no ending da ga motto tsuyai yatsu ga iru nda toyu koto o arawasu shin nitsuite Toriyama kara nando mo serifu no naoshi ga haitta toyu." So what this means is the ending of the story is on our minds. And according to, uh, again, Hosoda and uh, Bogdan, um, the scene uh, where uh, it expresses the idea that there is still other strong guys out there. Akira Toriyama himself apparently modified the dialogue in this scene multiple times. And so at the end, this is the magazine staff talking. So will such a strong character come out? As fans, it increases our expectation or ri- raises our expectations for the next thing or for the next work. Got it. So... It doesn't say that there's going to be a next thing, but it does seem to carry that sort of expectation that it makes you interested in seeing something next. Oh, and again, it's exactly what Toriyama has already written, where it's, oh, there's so much more to this world. Aren't we excited to go see it? And by go see it, he almost means like, in our imagination, in Goku's further adventures, there's so much more. And how great is that? Exactly. So in in essence, it's really trying to get people's i don't know expectations but excitement up yeah it yeah. wants to it wants to make them interested well they're doing that same thing of feeding the excitement into the excitement to make more excitement yes well you know they're that's what they want because well, they want the fans to be interested <laughs> they, want, and they want them to buy more yes <laughs> so they have an ulterior motive here yes uh and so there is that 
And um, so next we have Takeshi Kusao saying... Oh, hold on. Voice actor of Trunks. Got to say who it is for those who don't know. Oh, uh, yes. He's the voice actor for Trunks. He was in this movie. Uh, we should say also that he was one of the people who sort of let slip that there were yes. only a couple of episodes left in the series. Yeah. Between Kusao and Tanaka, they're kind of our uh, best sources for what's going on with Kai. Yeah. Uh, so he he did mention at the time that he'd want to do... The re- remainder of Kai, if there was a chance for the Boo arc, right? But here, um, so he's got an interview, a short Q and A in the official movie guide, and he also has a short Q and A in the theatrical program where he says similar things in different ways. Okay. In the official movie guide, he's asked to give a message to the fans uh, who are going to see the m- movie. He says he's really happy that not only has there been a new work or a new um, movie produced after such a long time after the manga was finished, but that he was also able to still play the same character. And he really wants everyone's support so that there could be even another new work made. And he says something similar in the uh, theatrical program where he says, the movie really makes you want to see another continuation. So please give, keep giving your support uh, thank you very much for seeing the film. So, again, he's not really speaking on behalf of the production here. He's speaking as himself. And it's just, hey, please, it would be great if there was more so I could keep working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has his own alternative mo- motive here. Um, but yeah, so it says something and yet it doesn't say anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm assuming that if the movie is successful, that would certainly be encouragement for Toei Animation to make another movie. Uh, certainly, Akira Toriyama seems to have really enjoyed being involved with the production like this, where he has to draw a minimum of things, and yet his involvement in the film is so venerated. Yeah, it was really fun reading his whole take on it, because he's got this sense of pride as the original author, where a couple times he stepped in and he's like, no, 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 I'm going to put my foot down and say, this is how it should be, and I'm actually going to change some dialogue. And then he does just his basic stuff, where here's the story, that kind of stuff. He almost went above and beyond what he likes to do, but it seemed like he did enjoy doing that little bit of extra work, knowing that he didn't have to go all the way with it. Yeah, it's a sort of an interplay of different things that seems to be going on here. It's the fact that maybe it's been so long since he's really mm. had to work on Dragon Ball that he's novel maybe again. it feels novel again. There's the fact that there's such a low expectation of what <laughs> right. he has to do that maybe he actually feels motivated to do more. Yep. And just um and we can talk about this later because I haven't finished the interview translation just because of not being sure free. <laughs> not having free time but the uh asahi interview that we mentioned last week i think he just got so frustrated with the live action movie how he actually cared yeah <laughs> about the way that his work was being treated and they roundly ignored him that he decided he had to do something <laughs> uh, this time i'm involved right yeah. So that kind of brings the Toriyama and production staff, and not that Kusawa's production, but voice actor yeah. side of things, to a close here. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to close it up, basically, you know, Akira Toriyama himself has expressed interest in, at the very least, not being averse to doing like something like this again, as long as the expectations of him are similarly a bare minimum. <laughs> So not 200 episodes of a series that he has never even worked on in that kind of capacity before anyway. Exactly. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so let's wrap it up. We have a couple closing comments from guidebooks that, again, don't really say anything but feed into the excitement and leave the doors open. So we have, first of all, this comment from Cho Zenshu, number one. So this is the um, story and world guide, which is the sort of combination of Zenshu number two and number four. But it adds this thing at the beginning. It mentions, here we'll compile the mysteries of the unfathomable world of the gods which have newly come to light through the later expansion of Dragon Ball's story. But the lead into this is the endlessly expanding world of the gods. Endlessly expanding. Hmm. Right. Again, leaving the door open, but not saying anything. Yes. But what's almost more interesting is the uh, back of the poster in Chozenshu Volume 2. So this is the animation guide part one. Uh-huh. The back of the poster has a history of animated Dragon Ball in flowchart form going up to Battle of Gods. But then there's another square that says, and more with an exclamation point and a question mark. Uh-huh. So still leaving the door open, but you, at the same time, you know, do you, you wonder, did they know something we don't? Probably not. I think they're just giving themselves an out either way here. Well, they know that being a book, it's eventually going to go out of date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So there might be more stuff. We should probably say something. I mean, none of us saw episode of Bardock coming or plan to eradicate the super science that remake getting made there. So, I mean, there, yeah. there is a jump super anime tour special, of course. So th- there's yes. always room to tell these additional stories. Why not give yourself an out? Exactly. And I think you know, that's probably what's going to be happening is that eventually, I don't know how soon, I don't know even if they've thought about any kind of time frame, but I see them making either a TV special or another film at some point in the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, possibly sooner rather than later, depending on how well the movie does. I mean, right, strike while the iron is hot. Yep. Again, but nothing having been said, we can't say anything. We don't know. Um, but we don't think it's going to take the form of a huge continuation series sort of thing. No, although I've been saying for a while that between Dragon Ball Online and even if you wanted to do Dragon Ball Heroes, I think there are some great stories they could be telling there. And were it not for Dragon Ball Kai kind of putting the damper on Dragon Ball on TV, I think that could have been a good idea for them to do. But I don't know, Kai's too recent and... I don't want to say did poorly, but didn't live up to expectations clearly. So is this even the right time to invest in a longer form TV adaptation or should they stick to their guns and just do these shorter productions at Jump Festa or a theatrical movie, which I mean, is a significant investment, but it also has a bigger return. Right. Well, the 50th anniversary of Jump is another five years away. So that's something. Um, but you know, we don't know, but you know, certainly the ratings don't speak very well for another TV show. I mean, uh, Dragon Ball GT, its highest ratings, 19.7% were lower than the average ratings for Dragon Ball Z and the highest ratings for Dragon Ball Kai, 12.3% were lower than the average ratings for Dragon Ball GT. Yeah, but the two very different eras of TV programming just between time shifting and, of course, the rise of illegal downloads and streams and stuff. So you almost can't directly compare them. Uh, Kai was always a weird thing just beyond ratings because it was literally the same 
same footage as before. And we saw that yes. Goku's Super Saiyan transformation was at the highest rated episode. So it was, oh, you know, I guess I'll tune in and see this cool thing I remember. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It was never a show that did poorly in terms of ratings. But at the same time, it was nothing new. And, you know, they just put out the same merchandise with the Kai logo slapped on it. And the fans weren't that stupid. They went, I already have this. Yeah, but now you throw Super Saiyan 3 hair on Gogeta and suddenly it's, oh my god, this is going to the cards. So <laughs> I don't know about fans over there, Julian. <laughs> well, that's different. That's, you know, it's a card game. It's, it's I don't know. It's new. It's longer hair. <laughs> <laughs> Never underestimate Japanese school kids is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I forget who it was, but someone, I think it was a Japanese game producer. Oh, I don't remember who it was, but made some comment about Japanese fans, derogatory comment about his own country and fans saying, you know, only the Japanese are the ones stupid enough to buy the same thing again, where it's just, you know, you swap the head on the figure and it's the same thing. And I, this is back around the Super Battle Collection era. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's exactly what that was. Just <laughs> swapping the heads on the characters. But we had that over here, too, with I think He-Man figures in particular. They were like the same torso, but they just swapped out the head on certain characters. So I think everyone's yes. kind of dumb. Yeah, but at the same time, well, well, let's talk Kai. I mean, the average Japanese fan does not know that they're making the Boo arc of Kai. Uh, Mayumi Tanaka yeah, let it slip right. on her blog. But from what we understand... That was not announced. Not, that's not intended. And... We don't know if she got any kind of uh, reprimand for doing that. But even now, it's not something that they're supposed to officially acknowledge. And um, Well, we've seen that from Funimation as well. When they were asked about it, uh, I think it was on ANCAST, on Anime News Network, uh, just one yeah. of the Funimation Q&As. It was, um, we'll get back to you. Check back later. Yes. And I don't know if I should really be saying this, but so Kay and I both went to the recording for the Hokotate quiz. Which we, of course, need to get back to you and review at some point. Yes. So he you know, had a few minutes talking to Hidenori Arai, who has done the sound effects for everything ever Dragon Ball that has been animated. And his statement about it was that, well, you know, I'm not really supposed to talk about that because it's not supposed to be known. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> right. It could still be a kind of surprise, you know, and I could see Toei Animation and Fuji TV sort of taking stock of the movie's success and going, well, maybe we want to give this another shot by putting the rest of it on TV. Who well, knows? Well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the Japanese non-announcement from Tanaka was that it's for international audiences. So why is Toei going to make a big deal of acknowledging it if at the time they didn't have any plans to put it on TV themselves? It was probably for the North American audience and the European audience. Well, and the South American audience. And South America. Oh, let's not forget about them. The crazy dub going on down there where yes the uh mario is a castaneda <laughs> revolt of 2010 something like that so he what is he started announcing things that weren't oh was it him that thing? was going you know I'm, I'm not involved in it it'd be great if you could ask that i am involved in it and i'd love to keep working on it there's a lot of that going on in the video game world right now i don't know if you well i know you don't follow any of this and i, I haven't no. even played the games but uh metal gear solid the whole Metal Gear Solid 5 announcements with uh, Ground Zeroes and uh, Phantom Pain and David Hayter, the English voice actor for Snake, on Twitter being like, hey, would you not buy the next game if I was not the voice of Snake in it? And no, I'm not doing it. And it makes me ill that I'm not going to be doing the voice 
of Sneak in the next game in English. And, you know, I think half the audience is like, oh, there's Hader and Kojima trying to build up excitement and craziness over the game so no one can believe anything and then the other half is like if it's not him i'm not gonna buy the game so (laughs) you you get this from all realms whether it's anime or video games or i know soap operas when they swap out characters there are housewives across america that revolted over the firing and hirings of certain actors we are way off course julian why are you talking to me about soap operas i don't care (laughs) <laughs> so you're the one who talked about soap operas i did no such thing anyway where were we oh yes i don't even so, know kai kai yeah so, yeah the average japanese fan does not know that they're working on the boo arc of kai it's something that they could conceivably announce and still have it be a thing at yeah, least yeah. as far as japan is concerned i mean the the thing about dragon ball kai continuing was not really picked up by the major news outlets in japan because well it doesn't concern japan and uh sometimes in japan things that don't happen in japan don't exist well and it's i'm sure there's also a bit of the entertainment press over in japan is far more up the pr bumhole than it is over here in the u.s Mm, sometimes it is like that and they may might have gotten pressured by certain people like toy animation it'd be great if you didn't cover this yeah it's still something that could conceivably be announced and generate some kind of fan response in japan although it's you know not a surprise to us because we know about it we just don't know when it's going to see the light of day all right so we've basically concluded that as of right now there's nothing announced coming which we knew anyway and somehow we spent an hour talking about something we already knew that doesn't exist yes but i say look forward to the future because i'm sure that there will be something i don't know when i don't know what i don't know how (laughs) i don't know who although you know we can make educated guesses but probably yes yeah i I think it's pretty safe i mean just when things started off again in 2008 with the jump super anime tour special we thought that was a one-off thing and then mostly every year we've gotten some type of new animation so yeah. I think we're on a roll right now, and Battle of Gods is doing well enough that I don't think they're going to let it cool off too quickly. Yes. The only question is what I just said a minute ago. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up then, man. Uh, we've had a, a wonderful, chill episode, just the two of us talking things yes. out, reflecting on the internet as we are apt to do. Yes. So can I talk about the crossover special? Um, It just aired this morning for you, didn't it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let, let's hold off, because I know it just aired, and I want all of us to have a chance to talk about it together, so uh, it was a thing. All right, so let, let's hold on to that. Maybe we can cover it next week. I know we were sort of promising maybe going to do it this week, but nope, maybe next week. Like I said, that's why I don't like to promise things. Julian Konzenshu. Yes, so you can find us on the internet at Konzenshu, www.kanzenshuu.com as well as on Twitter and Facebook, although Facebook is still X because Facebook won't let us change our name. <laughs> Too big, anyway. not big enough. Yes. It is our but tell your friends, because uh, we pride ourselves on our accurate and detailed information that we translate ourselves from Japanese, and often we break the news to the English-speaking community. Real news, not fake news. Listen to you. All right, so that's it, man, right? Pretty much, yeah. 
All right, this is episode 330 of the show. We'll be back at you next week with 331. I have no idea who's going to join us next week. It's going to be a surprise for all of us. And maybe we'll talk about the crossover special. Maybe we'll talk about something else. And maybe we'll watch something. I don't really know. So for Julian over there, my name is Mike Vegito EX 330. Uh, it is April. We're heading into May soon. It's busy, wow. crazy times. What's going on here where where's time going julian wrap it up i don't know what uh thank you for listening to yet another exciting and informative informational stuff now let me try again nope 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 you don't get to redo things keep going anyway consensu the podcast thanks for listening catch us next week goodbye roughly beginning-ish of March, there was a listing for yet another new Dragon Ball bo- book. <laughs> I'm a chicken. Anyway...